the task forces. These task forces that have been billed as some progressive victory that Bernie Sanders has gotten Joe Biden to agree to six task forces. There's a healthcare task force, there's a climate change task force, there's immigration task force, economic task force, all the task forces. And it's basically a bunch of Biden, Hillary, Obama people. Um, then, and a few progressives on the task forces. Well, you would think with nearly 40 million people filing for unemployment, or yeah, filing for unemployment, with estimates right now, nearly 30 million people who have lost their employer-sponsored health, employer health insurance, you would think they don't really need a task force for ideas, right? Like, can't you just use the ideas that we already have, you know, Medicare for all, Green New Deal, these kind of things, to meet the current crisis, to meet the moment? Um, so it's kind of strange to me in the first place that we need a task force. I said it's a BS nonsense thing in the first place. Uh, Bernie should have not endorsed Biden when he did, and he should have got a hell of a lot more than task forces for it. But unsurprisingly, you want to know what Joe Biden's mega Wall Street donors think about these task forces? You know how seriously they take these task forces? They are collectively laughing at us. Joe Biden's donors are laughing at the thought of task forces with progressives and Biden's people. This from Bloomberg today. Wall Street veteran Charles Meyer got a surprise Wednesday in his Park Avenue office, because they're all on Park Avenue. The longtime Democratic donor and former vice president, vice chairman at investment bank Evercore was sitting near photos of Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, and Margaret Thatcher ugh, when he read the names on Joe Biden's new economic policy task force. None of his financial industry friends were there, Myers saw, one congressman, two labor leaders, and five economists from academia or think tanks. Quote, I literally don't know any of them. I've never heard of them, probably because they're progressive and a lot of them, some of them are progressive and uh, not merchants of Wall Street like yourself. Yet the banker isn't bothered. Wall Street's Democratic insiders who have been cutting checks and winning access for decades also translated as buying Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, Mitch McConnell, the Republican Party, and our entire government, say they have plenty of sway in Biden's orbit, despite his very public wooing of the progressive left. Some finance veterans have even begun to think about the spots they might land in Washington if Biden wins. Well, I guess that's what Biden meant by nothing fundamentally will change. Myers a bundler for the Biden Victory Fund and chairman of Signum Global Advisors said keeping bankers off the task force was, quote, a very tactical and very smart move. Quote, but it doesn't mean that in the end, the selection of cabinet members will be determined by these people. <laughs> these people, these little peasants from Bernie Sanders' wing of the party. Bernie dropped out and he thinks he's actually gonna make policy proposals that we, the donors, will allow? 
That's my imitation of these Wall Street donors. They are laughing at the thought of progressives actually influencing anything. This is why, uh, you know, although I'm not going far enough for some people, you know, some people are very triggered if you don't call Bernie a sellout, which I will not do, and I don't care. I'm not going to play to clicks and subscribers. So if me not calling Bernie a sellout, a fraud, and a coward triggers you, that's your problem. However, I still have to criticize him here. The very thought that task forces even need to be created when you literally have an economic depression on your hands is an insult to the, all the people that just got laid off. Sure, we're not in power. The Democrats aren't in power in the White House or the Senate, so none of the proposals can be enacted right now because Trump and McConnell won't allow them. It's just this part, to me, says it all. But it doesn't mean in the end the selection of cabinet members will be determined by these people. The arrogance of these Wall Street Neanderthals that run the country, as you see behind me. The arrogance. Because the Wall Street Neanderthals running the country they know that these task forces are just for show. They know Biden is a career servant to their interests, which I'm about to show you more because I just investigated his healthcare donors and boy, is it a hall of fame of Neanderthals. It's my new favorite word. So it's quite telling that, you know, AOC said, oh, you know, we need to be everywhere. We gotta have an outside strategy, but we have to be on the inside when decisions are being made. Well, what this donor is basically telling you, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, Bernie Sanders, Varshini, uh, forget her last name, from the Sunrise Movement, um, Stephanie Kelton is on these task forces. What Wall Street is basically saying here is, <laughs> progressives. What they are telling you is you are being punked. We are using you. We are hoodwinking you. You are our useful idiots. You are useful idiots. It doesn't mean that cabinet, cabinet positions will be selected by these people. Basically what they're saying is, yeah, have your task force. If that's what it takes to get these Bernie kitties to vote for Joe, whatever, give them their little task force, make them feel useful, make them feel powerful. And then after we get Biden elected, you know, we'll drop them in a, we'll drop them in a back alley. That's what they're telling the progressive movement through these statements. And the reason is, as I've already said, as I've already said multiple times, where Bernie's mistake is, where AOC's mistake is, and the other people that agreed to be on this test force is you're not actually negotiating with Joe Biden, ultimately. You're not really negotiating with whomever the people Biden's campaign appointed 
to the task forces are because they do not even make the decisions. Really, you're negotiating with servants to these Wall Street donors. It's the Wall Street donors that make the decisions. And for those that were old enough, let's go back through memory lane here. Remember, Citigroup, massive donors from Citigroup, basically sent Obama's campaign their desired list for who he should appoint to different cabinet officials. And guess what? Obama gave them their wish list down to the, down to the T. They sent, this was Michael Froman, a Citigroup executive, who later became a, a Obama's trade representative. They sent Obama's campaign in 2008, the list of who they wanted as cabinet officials, and Obama gave it to him. So what makes us think that Joe Biden, who is even more right-wing than Obama was, what makes us think that these task forces are actually going to influence anything? Biden isn't the one making the decisions, just like Obama didn't go after bankers for bringing down the global financial industry because they got him elected through their massive fundraising for him. Biden and the DNC, because they're running the exact same strategy as Hillary Clinton's failure, they have raised the mandate for their campaign fundraisers. Campaign fundraisers are called bundlers. Now, each one of them, many of them, Wall Street hedge fund people, Wall Street bankers, is calling on its top fundraisers to start pulling in over $2 million. They have to raise over $2 million for Biden. Biden's team and DNC officials told fundraisers that the new tiers for raising money starts at $1 million and go up to $2.5 million. The funds would go to Biden and the DNC's joint fundraising group. The move represents a massive jump in fundraising objectives for Biden's top donors. Recently, they were asked to raise up to $500,000. So let me explain how this works. Biden's donors... A lot of them who are donating directly to Biden are also raising hundreds of thousands of dollars for Biden. And in every campaign, if the candidate wins, the candidate then thanks those donors by choosing them as ambassadors to countries those donors have never been to, by choosing their spouses for positions in the administration. It's one big, um, it's one big corrupt auction. You raise the money for me now, if I'm Joe Biden, you raise the money for me now, you'll be taken care of, your spouse will be taken care of, and whatever pet project you want me to give money to, we'll give money to in the administration. It's one big legalized auction. You wanna know who some of these donors are that are also raising money for Joe Biden? I did a bit of a deep dive into this. We published it at the website today. You literally have 30 million people. 30 million people have lost their health insurance from their employers. You know that Pete Buttigieg said, oh, Bernie Sanders wants to rip health care away from Americans. They want to rip private health care away from the American people. People love their private health care. People love paying copays and deductibles and high premiums. So... I looked into, why is it that Biden isn't budging at all? 
He won't budge at all, even during a, a, a massive pandemic, which, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation, already, already, almost 28 million people have lost their, uninsur- their, their uh, health insurance through their employer. When you add that with the amount of people who are already uninsured, 55 million people in America without health insurance, and we're the greatest country in the world? 55 million now, when you add in the people that have lost their wonderful, you know, so holy private health care from their employers. And by the way, estimates say we might go up as high as 40 to 50 million losing their health insurance because of this corona economic depression. So Joe Biden's response to this has been, there's a thing called COBRA, Biden told Lawrence O'Donnell on his show last week, echoing Nancy Pelosi's ridiculous position on this. Want to make sure I'm not missing anybody here? Okay. So, I took a deep dive here. Why is it that Biden won't move at all, especially during a global pandemic that's millions of people, tens of millions of people losing their health insurance. Well, as a whistleblower, former private health care executive Wendell Potter told me, I think everyone should essentially, oh, Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer know that the health care special interest can plow millions of dollars into the campaigns of candidates they favor or think they can influence. Because we have no real constraints on that spending, the special interests, as always, are contributing to candidates in both parties, and Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer, and others who raise money for themselves and other Dems want to keep as much of it flowing to Dems as possible. Persuading politicians to believe to believe that has been an ongoing propaganda campaign that started while I was still leading public relations for Cigna. One of the reasons I quit was because I knew requiring patients to pay thousands of dollars out of their own pockets would be good for insurance companies and their shareholders, but financially devastating for millions of Americans. That was Wendell Potter. So I looked through who are the healthcare donors giving Joe Biden massive money right now for his campaign. Well, let's start with hedge fund billionaire Jim Simons. He heads Renaissance Technologies and he's poured in $3 million in March to to pro-Biden super PAC unite the country. This was, by the way, that $3 million he gave in March was at the same time the corporate media and the establishment was lining up in uh, in force against Bernie Sanders. Simmons also donated the maximum amount of 2,800 to Biden's campaign committee, while his company, through their corporate PAC and individual employees, they donated 2.3 million to Biden. So between Jim Simons, who is the founder of Renaissance Technologies, given 3 million, and his company, the employees at his company, given 2.3 million, that's over 5 million bucks. Joe Biden is getting from Jim Simon and Renaissance Technologies. Well, you think a massive hedge fund guy who is also invested in 
private health care? You think he wants Joe Biden to expand government health care? Simon's big money support for Biden comes as his hedge fund recently increased its investments in three big health care stocks like big pharma giant Merck and company. Needless to say, Simons and Wall Streeters like him are not flooding Biden with cash in order for government to weaken or eliminate the private health care industry. Beyond his health care ties, Biden's campaign has accepted Simon's support. This is, this is the best part. Despite him being implicated in the 2017 Paradise Papers, you remember the Panama Papers, then came the Paradise Papers, for sheltering nearly $8 billion in a private wealth fund in Bermuda, which does not tax profits or income. So this guy and his company are giving Joe Biden $5 million, $5 million. And this guy sheltered $8 billion of money so that it would not be taxed by the US government, your money, in Bermuda. Was anything done about that? Were these criminals shelter? Uh, actually, it's legal, so they're not criminals. But sheltering billions and billions of dollars in Bermuda and Panama and the Caribbean? Were these people reprimanded? No. Were these people prosecuted? No. You want to know what they got? They get to host massive fundraisers for Joe Biden. And they get to then, if Biden gets elected, pull the strings on the next president of the United States so that they could offshore more of our money to the Panama region or Bermuda in this case. You, you just can't make this up. And by the way, just to be clear, it's not like Republicans don't have these sleazy donors either, but Joe Biden is the one pushing task forces as a gift to progressives. And we're going to take bold action. You, did you see that New York Times piece that made it seem like Biden might be the next FDR? He's really seeing the moment here. He's seeing the crisis. What a joke. He's got a guy and his company giving him $5 million. And this guy has given, has been legally allowed to basically hide $8 billion in Bermuda. Oh, but it gets better. It gets better. Ob uh, Simons is no stranger to Obama-Biden Obama world. He donated $5 million to pro-Obama Priorities USA Super PAC in the lead up to Obama's 2012 election. In 2014, Simons and his wife, Marilyn, donated $340,000 to the Obama Foundation, so that's Obama's private foundation, and were one of several top donors to attend a private dinner in 2015 with President Obama. Tesla CEO Elon Musk, who's now revealing himself to be a lunatic, well, I think he already was a lunatic, and former Google CEO Eric Schmidt, who New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has announced he is offshoring New York's economic recovery to Eric Schmidt. A year later, Simons donated another $330,000 to the Obama Foundation. And Obama, for all those foundations, for all that money that Obama got to the foundation, he didn't lay a damn glove on people like James Simons. 
on Wall Street. Another healthcare heavyweight supporting Biden's campaign and super PACs is Joe Kiani. So who is Joe Kiani? And by the way, I hope this isn't dry to you, but I think it's important to actually do the research, do the investigating, and name names of who is purchasing our politicians. Who is purchasing our politicians? It's people like Joe Kiani. Joe Kiani runs a massive medical technology company, Massimo. Joe Kiani has donated over a million dollars to Biden's campaign and super PAC, according to the Revolving Door Project. In 2012, Kiani gave $35,800 to the Obama Victory Fund. Around the same time, he and other industry leaders were lobbying Obama's White House to repeal the 2.3% medical device sales tax that was part of Obamacare. If you remember, that was kind of controversial. A lot of uh, healthcare companies didn't like this 2.3% tax that was part of Obamacare on medical device devices, pr primarily medical devices in hospitals. And people like Kiani were pouring money into Biden's campaign, uh, Obama's camp presidency and reelection while they were lobbying Obama's officials to repeal that onerous 2.3% medical device sales tax. Kiani's lobbying paid off in early 2016 when the medical device tax was suspended by Obama. A year after Obama suspended the medical device sales tax, guess how much Kiani, Kiana, oh, misspelled it there, Kiani donated to the Obama Foundation. A year after President Obama in 2016, his last year in office, a year after Kiani, excuse me, a year after Obama suspended the medical device tax, which Trump permanently repealed, all of a sudden, Kiani donates, we don't have the exact number, but it was reported between 500000 and 750000 to the Obama Foundation. Um, Anat, my lovely girlfriend, what do you call that in other countries when a politician does X for a donor or a, let's say, benefactor, and a year later, that benefactor in return gives them Five hundred thousand to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. What would you call that? You can call it okay. What would you call it? First thing that comes to mind. <laughs> dirty. <laughs> dirty? I'd call that a bribe. That is a bribe. Can you believe this? Nobody, nobody reports on this. This is just open corruption. This is open legalized bribery. Gaves. Obama Victory Fund, 35800 By the way, this guy bundled. He bundled for Obama hundreds of thousands of dollars, meaning he fundraised. He didn't just directly donate. He got others to, to donate, which is a bundler. So gives Obama's Victory Fund 35800 then bundles hundreds of thousands of more dollars for Obama. Obama then does what he wants on his way out of office. He suspends the medical device tax. And then, thank you, President Obama, for uh, getting rid of this onerous 2.3% tax that was preventing me from buying one extra yacht uh, every year. Uh, I, I, I wanted to buy 10 yachts. This 2.3% tax prevented me from getting that 10th, 10th yacht. And I'm going to give you and your foundation $500,000. How about that, Barack? 
In addition to his donating over $1 million to Biden's campaign, Kiani is also one of his major bundlers. Since the Biden campaign has only released names of bundlers who have fundraised over $25,000 for the campaign, it's not clear how much Kiani has raised for Biden's campaign. Yeah, that's a new thing. They only re- they, they just released the name of bundle, all the people that are bundling money, but they don't say how much each is bundled. They just say, here's all the people who have bundled. We're releasing everybody who has raised more than $25,000. But judging by uh, Kiani's history, he did bundle for Hillary Clinton in 2016, $784,000. And for Obama in 2012, $500,000. So my guess is he's raising a hell of a lot of money for middle-class Joe. So what does Keanu want from Joe Biden? What's he bribing him for? Keanu's medical technology company has spread the love to Biden. In addition to Kiani's donations and bundling, board chairman of Massimo, Craig Reynolds, donated 27800 to Biden's campaign and super PAC. Other Massimo employees have donated a combined 88600 according to FEC documents. The coronavirus pandemic has been great for Massimo's stock price. According to Orange County Business Journal, Massimo's stock has risen nearly 40% during these last two months, and recently reached an all-time high as its devices have been in heavy use at hospitals overrun by coronavirus patients. There's profit and misery, folks. The company is currently valued at around $11 billion. Shockingly, on Biden's campaign website, he doesn't list a position on whether he wants to reinstate the medical device sales tax under his healthcare section. Kiani's support for Biden is no surprise to Potter, Wendell Potter, the whistleblower I quoted earlier. Campaign contributions also flow to Democrats as well as Republicans from drug and medical device manufacturers and big hospital systems. Those companies' profits show that those contributions and lobbying expenses have a very high return on investment. The only reforms that healthcare industry supports are those that would increase the flow of taxpayer dollars into those companies. You're beginning to see a pattern here, folks. You're beginning to see why uh, these task forces don't mean jack Sorry, they don't. You're beginning to see that we basically have one party in America, the corrupt party. The Republicans are more racist than the Democrats, but they're both basically serving the same donors. I'm going to give you a little bit more of this. Blackstone, Wall Street's private equity Goliath, biggest private equity company in the world, has significant investments in the private healthcare industry, owning everything from healthcare staffing to, bill- to billing companies. Blackstone is supporting Biden. Executives John McCormick, who handles the hedge fund unit, and Verdun Petty, global head of strategic partners, they each donated almost $53,000 each. So that's over 100000 between the two of them. Other Blackstone employees donated a combined 118000 to Biden's campaign. According to CNBC, Blackstone's support for Biden comes as Blackstone Executive Vice Chairman Hamilton Tony James has been tossed around as a potential campaign advisor to Biden or even a position in a Biden administration. How about that? 
So Blackstone supports Biden. Maybe its senior executive vice president will get a role in the Biden administration. How's Commerce Secretary sound, Blackstone? James is no stranger to Obama-Clinton world. In 2016, he held a fundraiser for Hillary Clinton in his Manhattan home, headlined by Warren Buffett. As The Intercept reported, James also poured in six-figure donations to the Democratic Party's premier think tank, Center for Phony American Progress. I added the phony. He now sits, he now sits on CAP's board of trustees. So, of course, if you donate 100000 we have a gold-plated seat for you on our board. James supported President Obama, too, hosting a fundraiser at his home in 2012, which raised $2 million for Obama's re-election campaign. James' support was rewarded with an offer to become Obama's Commerce Secretary. So, I'll give you millions. I'll get all, you offer me Commerce Secretary. Apparently, I don't know why, he reportedly turned down Obama, according to Reuters. As a private equity giant, Blackstone would fiercely oppose any type of Medicare for all legislation. In fact, CEO of Blackstone, Stephen Schwartzman, suggested his desires that there be a world where Bernie Sanders didn't exist. I <laughs> you not. After Bernie tweeted, billionaires shouldn't exist, uh, Blackstone CEO said, uh, I agree. I think there should be a world where Bernie doesn't exist. Blackstone acquired medical staffing company Team Health in 2016 for $6.1 billion. A year later, Team Health, now under Blackstone's umbrella, sent thousands of surprise medical bills to patients in order to obtain higher payments from insurers. Congress said it was going to investigate it. Congress said in 2019 they wanted to investigate this. Uh, Blackstone responded by waging a $20 million advertising campaign against any legislation that would threaten its healthcare companies. Earlier this year, Trump signaled legislation that would rein in surprise medical billing like that of Blackstone, but nothing has happened. Yeah, Donald Trump's gonna rein in surprise medical billing. Get the fuck out of here. But it doesn't stop at Wall Street. Let's move on to your dental cavity, folks. I wish I was making this up. I wish I was making it up. Biden is going everywhere from Wall Street to inside your mouth. Well, that sounds kind of gross. Uh, no, no, just dental cavities. Biden is scouring for cash. See Mitchell Goldman, the CEO of Dental Support Organization, a DSO, Mid-Atlantic Dental Partners, donated 25000 to Biden's campaign and super PAC, according to the Revolving Door Project. By the way, Revolving Door Project is very good. I would add them to your bookmarks with open secrets. I use both. Uh, DSOs are dental delivery organizations that handle office administration and finances for dentists, a service that would largely go away under a Medicare for All system where dental insurance, like medical insurance, would be free at the point of service. According to uh, Mr. Goldman's LinkedIn page, he was actively involved in advising several United States senators on key aspects of Obamacare in the lead up to its passage. Uh, Goldman is also nationally ranked uh, health care reimbursement attorney, uh, on, uh, again, a practice that would also largely go away if Medicare for all ever happened. So Biden is taking big money from dentists, from dentists. Why? Because Medicare for all would also include dental. The dentists don't want Medicare for all. 
Wall Street's most powerful law firm, Scotten, Arp, Slate, Megan, and Flom, say that 10 times fast, has been dubbed by the New York Times as a go-to firm for Wall Street, representing corporations like Pfizer and DuPont in acquisitions and becoming the first law firm in history to broker a $1 trillion merger. Needless to say, Scotten's crown jewel big pharma client, Pfizer, stands at the head of the line hoisting pitchforks at the notion of Medicare for all. So Biden's getting massive money from Wall Street's top law firm, which represents Pfizer. You ever hear of Pfizer and their crimes? John Bentivoglio, a partner with Scotten, donated 12, almost 13,000 to Biden's campaign and super PAC. Bentivoglio has represented controversial pharmaceutical manufacturer, Allergen, who, if you remember Allergen, they pled guilty and were fined $600 million by the Department of Justice in 2010 for illegally promoting Botox as effective for uses not approved uh, by the FDA. Years later, Allergen sparked controversy when it tried to shield its dry eye drug patent by transferring it over to a Native American tribe. Other Skadden employees donated 33000 to Biden's campaign, according to FEC data. Biden has previously brushed elbows with partners at Skadden. In 2012, he was the headliner of a lavish fundraiser at the Hamptons home of Matthew Malau, a former partner with Skadden. Tickets range from 500 to 10,000. We could easily get in to that, the next Hamptons party. Easy, 10,000, no problem. And in January of this year, Biden held a fundraiser in Manhattan, co-hosted by Skadden Council Mark Kaplan and former Skadden lawyer Joe Asher. By all signals, the propaganda fed to Biden from his top donors, and of course, their cash, will continue to dictate Biden's proposals on health care, Wendell Potter concluded. Biden knows, quote, the entrenched special interests will be more motivated to spend enormous sums of money against any Democrat who embraces Medicare for all. Biden and other Dems, frankly, have been more influenced by industry talking points than they would like to believe. So the bottom line is, is Trump awful? Yes. Does Trump need to be defeated? Yes. But let's not pretend Bernie, AOC, other progressives, that task force will save us. You cannot say, you cannot get real change by negotiating with the bank robberies, getaway drivers. You cannot get change and you cannot seize power by negotiating with the getaway cars drivers.